You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. Uh, some good coffee sir thank you cheers it cheers. is from buddy brew it's their oh, guatemalan nice. blend i made it in the chemex mm. it's my mm. special seven cup chemex next week we've got some new coffee to try oh that's right we had the german coffee yes right Ooh. and we have the vietnamese coffee right is it vietnamese yes we do a Viet. vietnamese there you Jeez. go hey look you weren't the only one who's getting tripped up i was too i'm gonna have that stuck in my head for the rest of my day <laughs> Mr. Dimidum? Not right. Not right. One of the things that I love about you, Adam, is that you make me a fan of like the childish things. Like the most childish things. Either the most childish things or like the most like abstract things. I have the humor and attention span of a five year old. It helps. <laughs> it's like it's like an interesting mixture of like you can be very sarcastic. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're very sharp and witty with like your comebacks. You know, you've you know you've got perfect. You're supposed to finish it timing. Patient. <laughs> again, <laughs> did it again. <laughs> Oops, I did it again here on G4D Grounds for discussion. discussion. We mixed it up that time. We sure did. I, I was not expecting that. Yeah. Here doling out the compliments and nice yeah. words is my co-host, John. And here across me with the ever-growing beard, looking <laughs> more and more like Grizzly Man, <laughs> oh boy. is Adam. My parents are going to love that one. You're a Grizzly Man? Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, so you didn't shave it yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's a thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's good. it's getting to the point where like I need a little trim. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get it like you know once you cut it you can't really grow it back. I mean you can, but I just want to you know it, my beard grows outward and not downward. It's still growing outward if that makes sense. I have very thick hair. Mm-hmm. You so do. It's very stringy and like it doesn't grow like down kind of. It kind of grows like out. So I kind of look like mm. Hagrid the horrible. <laughs> I kind of want to see it now. Yeah. <laughs> me cosplay as Hagrid the Horrible. <laughs> Give me some Viking horns and a, a You're shield. a podcast host, Adam. Hi. <laughs> oh, you're thinking you're 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 thinking Hagrid from Harry Potter. Oh, what? I was thinking Hagrid the Horrible like the like the comic strip, right? Isn't his name Hagrid the Horrible? Oh. Yeah, I, I I think I know what you're talking about. Sure. Yeah, he's like a I'm going to play along. Okay, here, I'll show you a photo of him. All right, well, while you're looking that up... There you go. I would have to say that... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah that so is he, he has, like, an outward-growing beard. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. You uh, you just need the Viking horns. And what is that, red hair, too? Yeah. yeah. And then mm-hmm. you just need to dye your uh, beard red, too. Wow, he's hor. I think I know why he's called... Oh, he's Hagar the Horrible, not Hagrid the Horrible. Mm. And I think I can see why he's called Hagar the Horrible, because he's lazy, yeah, doesn't he have, like, a wife that's always yelling at him in the strips? 
well, I would see why. So this comic strip, it's a two-panel comic strip. And was it? Hagar is laying on a couch, and he says, Helga, would you get... Well, why did it just do that? It disappeared. Helga, would you get me a cold beer while you're up? And Helga is holding a laundry basket, and she says, Can't you see I have my hands full? And then Hagar goes, Eh, that's okay. I'll wait till you put it down. Uh, wow, he is horrible. Come uh, on, dude. Get yourself a damn beer, you lazy uh, idiot. Yeah. Helga's just trying to help out. Yeah. Come on, bro. It's a partnership. Yeah. Uh, what is it? H- Hagar, the deadbeat husband? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Come on, bro. Get with it. Yeah, get with it. Come on now. Yeah. Laundry's not even that bad. You you do laundry. Come on. You put on a record. Yeah. Fold, Come wash. Come on, bro. Yeah, I mean, I get Drink it. your beer while you're folding your laundry. Kill two birds with one stone. Exactly. You, you got to take household chores and make them fun. How do you make your household chores fun, John? So I will either do that, listening to a record while uh, folding laundry, or if like I'm, you know, cleaning up the house, I'll put on something on the TV, you know, something yeah. that I really don't need to pay attention to. I remember Carrie and I were watching Spider-Man Homecoming, and I had laundry, and I had not done laundry in quite a long time. So I, I had like whites and darks mm-hmm. and I dumped it all in the basket once it was done and clean and I folded it while we were watching Spider-Man Homecoming and I did not finish until Spider-Man Homecoming was over. Really? I was folding laundry for like two hours. <laughs> I had so much laundry. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was intense. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. I just imagine like this like, you know, like in the Flintstones introduction where they had that giant rack of ribs or whatever i just imagine yeah. like a giant laundry pile that <laughs> if this was the flintstones i'd put that bird to work yeah right oh speaking of birds oh yeah God, how's that for a segue wow good job Here, yeah, cheers, to, so that cheers to that we are going to be reviewing mm. also because there's really nothing else coming out the soundtrack to bird box man we need to make netflix a sponsor of this or something was the third thing from them we've reviewed Yes, yes, please. And yeah. Netflix, I know you're listening. Come on, Netflix. Please, we'll gladly sell out for you. We sure will. That's give me that sweet, sweet thirteen dollars a month <laughs> price increase, baby. <laughs> yeah, give it. Can you imagine if we had our own show streaming on Netflix? How would you do a podcast on Netflix? I I don't know. I think that's what we need to pitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, Netflix has have original content, comedy specials, documentaries original programming i mean the only thing they haven't tapped into is podcasts i i think we can make a limited edition series based on what we do you know what it's like growing up in orlando florida where it's 50 degrees during the winter <laughs> drinking lots of coffee playing vinyl records and recording a podcast that's what all Who wouldn't Florid- want to watch that? that's what all floridians do no instead people want to watch a movie where sandra bullock is blindfolded for most of it now can i say like Sandra Bullock being blindfolded, I did not see this movie. I am glad to hear you say that because <laughs> I did not either. I did I did watch Bandersnatch recently, though. Mm. Heard lots of good things about that, too. Yeah. Do you ever play the video game No More Heroes on the Wii? No More Heroes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The main character kind of looks like one of the characters in Bandersnatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I... um. I never really thought about that, but that's really surprisingly accurate. It's been a long time since I played that game. That was an interesting game. That was a weird game. Yeah, very weird They're game. They're making one for the Switch, too. Oh, yeah? Good. Yeah. Good. I like those kind of weird games. It's nice to get something unique. And I think that's kind of how the same 
that has the same appeal for something like Bird Box as well. So you keep on keep on bringing it back around there. Yeah. So <laughs> as far as what the internet tells me, Bird Box is a new movie on Netflix where I guess there's some kind of monster, but you can't look at the monster. So you have to wear blindfold when you go out. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much one of those kind of things where they I think they never show it in the film. Right. And apparently you can't look at it because it's so terrible that it kills you instantly. No, it makes you want to commit suicide. It makes you want to commit suicide. Like oh, okay. Eminem's recent two albums. <laughs> oh, snap. Mm. Let's take a sip of this. Ooh, hot, hot. Yikes. Wow. <laughs> that, that, that was mm. good. That was good. Yeah. All right, Eminem. Make something better, and we'll turn a blind eye to those last two. Uh, and he's on a roll. He's on a roll. So what happens when I drink two sips of coffee. I'm just like instantly caffeinated. <laughs> so this soundtrack <sighs> for Bird Box is actually done by Atticus Ross mm -hmm. and Trent Reznor of wow. Nine Inch Nails fame. So these guys have done some great work in the past, really kind of staking their claim in the soundtrack or score game to movies with the social network yeah that, that was their first one yeah and, and it still holds up really well to this day that's one of those yeah. kind of soundtracks that i come back to quite often i bet that would sound really good on a record i would think so too yeah they've also done the girl with the dragon tattoo they've also done gone girl they've done some different documentaries here or there yeah so they they've been pretty consistent with their work and i think what they do has really influenced a lot of our other artists as well because i've definitely listened to soundtracks that have come out after they started teaming up together mm -hmm. that really sound influenced by it and i was kind of curious about this soundtrack more than i was about seeing the movie maybe that's mean to say but really i just think that this is a pair where anytime they're doing anything you got to listen to it yeah for sure and i think the biggest takeaway that i can take on this album and we'll dive right into it right here is that they've really kind of established their flow now like this is really the point where they've got kind of everything figured out not necessarily saying whether that's I, a good or bad thing at i this think point. i think they figured out the style yes and the tone and you know when you listen to the Social Network or the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo soundtrack or Gone Girl, you know it's Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor. Yes. They have a very usually foreboding tones, kind mm -hmm. of mellow, not, sometimes very, very harsh too. It's I like the contrast of like they do this thing where like it starts to build really slowly and you're just like waiting for it just to go like get really intense. And like sometimes it does happen and sometimes it doesn't or it comes in places that you don't expect it to happen. So there's always a lot of cool surprises when you're listening to it, which is one of the aspects I really like. I think they're very good at setting a mood. They're very good yes. at setting an atmosphere. Although I don't think the atmosphere on this soundtrack is as rich as some yeah, of their previous work. It's because, you know, the social network was about Facebook. Yeah. So it's weird listening to like this soundtrack with Facebook because it's like, okay, it's going to be a movie about Facebook. But like, the soundtrack helps make it a lot more darker and foreboding than it actually is, which is a really cool element. Yeah, agreed. And I think the other reason why some of those other soundtracks maybe work better than this one, too, is because the material itself 
really is really very very strong so obviously i can't talk about bird box at this point but i think you know when you have people like aaron sorkin you know writing your script and you have a director like david fincher behind the camera that just takes it a whole nother level and it's interesting too because this is really because from what i've heard about bird box it's a horror movie Mm -hmm. so this is really their first horror movie they've scored when you think about it they've done mostly dramas and like crime thrillers like I wouldn't consider Girl the Dragon Tattoo a horror movie. No. You know, there's a lot of thriller. High... Thriller, right. But like, you know, Social Network wasn't a horror movie. No. no. Um, Gone Girl wasn't. They just did mid-90s, the Jonah Hill movie. Like, mm-hmm. this is their first, like, in the genre that you would expect that they do. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to kind of hear, like, okay, it kind of sounds similar to what they did before. And I think they approached it the same way they did the other uh, records. Actually, this this record I think is very very good for listening to while you're working, yeah. which is really what I was using it for. I think it has it. I don't want to sit here and say it moves at a like a slower pace because it takes its time. It takes its time exactly, yeah. and I'm sure that's probably most of the suspense parts in the movie because you're limited to sight. You know, you can't really see what's going on, so you have to use the music to tell a story and kind of navigate your way so i'm sure that plays into the movie and mm. the elements of it which is kind of what i got from this like there's some calm moments even the song titles too kind of like let to say that some you know something wicked this way comes that's not a song on here <laughs> what the just, heck? just making up songs. that's titles. like a harry potter name no i like <laughs> typed in bird box on spotify and like it came i had a problem finding it on spotify i don't know about you did you um i use itunes music and i didn't have a problem finding it whatsoever interesting so i think you have to search atticus ross and trent Reznor. yeah now the the other thing that needs to be noted too about this is that it's the abridged version as well yes so i'm sure there's like a three hour edition of this somewhere out there and i think too there's probably like songs like actual song songs Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah It's it's very haunting, and there's a lot of great moments that build up suspense, like you would imagine in a horror movie. But I, I do think, again, it does what you would want out of a score, ultimately, in that you can listen to it without watching the movie. Anytime a score can do that, it's really succeeded beyond its own typical merits of just you know complimenting the film. Yeah. I'm a big believer in scores and movies can really elevate a movie to a whole nother level obvious choices like star wars john williams but it's like regardless of any of those kind of things like things like this can take a film like a good film and make it even better and i have a feeling you know granted this is just me kind of you know spitballing or just you know kind of making a case for it off of what i've listened to and not necessarily what i've watched I would imagine that this score really elevates this film too as well. Yeah, it's, I'm sure it's probably the highlight. Yeah, I would agree. And I think the other thing that I really like about this soundtrack too as well is the use of piano that's that comes throughout it. I mean, they've done that before. That's a familiar element, kind of like that slow trickling piano. But there are some nice little touches where it will come into the score sometimes and it'll kind of like run down. Like I... I like what what would you call it when this is 
totally mean not thinking of the proper term of it but when you play something on the piano it's like like it keeps on like trickling like an arpeggio there we go yeah Yeah. that's what i was looking for like those kind of moments are good i also like when they include little bits of noise here they're like stuff like that as they're known for yep yeah absolutely I was really kind of actually hoping to hear some saxophone though after listening to Bad Witch last year. I know no saxophone. I I don't think it, this album this soundtrack really calls for saxophone though. There's not saxophone is a very when used in the right area can be very almost happy soulful kind of instrument. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of soul in this movie because of the content of it. Yeah, I I could see that. Um, but going back to like the atmosphere, which I kind of mentioned a little bit before. It's, it's there. I just don't think it's at the level that I want it to be. I don't know if I'm going to come back to this one as much as the earlier work, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, I think the other ones are a little more, not exciting, but like you really feel the impact of it. And I think a lot of it is with the source content too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you listen to a soundtrack, you're getting engrossed into the movie and the feeling of it. And like, not that not seeing this movie had an impact on it, but like when we did Suspiria, for instance, right? Like exactly. I felt that. Oh yeah, I did. Like too. I felt the horror elements. Like this, this almost felt like background music to me. And I'm so glad to hear you say that because that's that's kind of it reached into that realm. Unfortunately, that's not to say it's unenjoyable background. No, 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 music. not at all. It's just not as like. I think you lose some of the elements not watching it on the screen, like with the girl the dragon tattoo soundtrack or the social network soundtrack like i could listen to that and jam to that like all day but like this was just like okay it's good like almost ambient good atmospheric music yeah yeah i also feel like too that not only is it the ambient element right there like that's pretty consistent throughout here that kind of adds to that background element i think the ambient element is also one of those kind of things where, and I don't know, maybe it's just because I've been listening to a lot of ambient music lately, but I do feel like it could have used something to make it a little bit different. And I, I don't want to sit here and constantly compare this to the other stuff that they've done. It's just when you listen to an artist and you see what they're really capable of, they set a high standard for better or for worse. And I think this album, while I'm definitely going to be giving it a positive review, doesn't reach the heights that I thought it would. Like I was waiting for that. Like you have those moments in the soundtrack where you could tell like, and again, obviously we didn't see the movie, but you could tell, Oh, this point they're running away or this point they're being chased. You have the stereotypical, like right. There, there didn't seem to be too much of that though. Yes, you're right, but but they're still there, and they're still kind of familiar, I guess, is what I was saying. Like, Yeah, and, and you know, with not seeing the movie, we're just going off what we're hearing, so. Yeah, I mean, I still really enjoyed it, though, and I'll kind of dive right into my final thoughts here. Yeah. I, I think these two guys, they really never do any wrong, in my opinion, because they're both, they're both pros at music. They've been at this for such a long time, and they have such great chemistry together, and they bounce off of each other really, really well. Hey, I think I know two other people who have that. Oh, hey. Laurel and Hardy. Oh. I, I got Keep excited going. there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Way to let me down. That's right. <laughs> but it's one of those kind of things where it's I feel like- It's the John like... C. Riley and Steve Coogan, Laurel and Hardy, not the original ones. <laughs> 
I forgot about that being a thing. Yeah, I want to see that. It looks I, actually, I do too. I do too. I'm hoping one day they'll do a Marx Brothers movie. So oh. I don't, I don't know who they would cast for that, but that would be interesting to see. Hmm. I, I also like those kind of things too because when those movies come out, like it brings back interest in the original source material. But anyway, um, I still think that this is worth listening to, and I think ultimately it's definitely a good background album to listen to i know that's like not a glowing recommendation i know that sounds kind of negative but it's not meant in that kind of way at all i almost wonder if maybe they didn't have as much time with this or maybe the director wasn't involved as much because you could definitely see a difference in the quality of some of their other stuff i still think their best work that they've done has been with david fincher and i think a lot of that has to do that just like david fincher is one of our best living directors right now and i really hope he returns to movies one day but you know he's been doing tv shows been doing that tv show on netflix Mm. just can't stop talking about netflix now but yeah ultimately i'm going to give it a uh, buy it oh wow okay so it's a download it yeah yeah Yeah, download download it I, i i think i think this is worth it like give give your money to these guys because they deserve it and because i want I want more soundtracks that take risks like this one. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think to your point, you know, I think a lot of the appeal of Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor writing soundtracks is their genre is so dark and like specialized when it goes with movies that tonally or subjectly don't fit that description. It's where it really shines. Mm -hmm. So like, the social network movie could you imagine like if it didn't have them as the soundtrack for it like it'd be a completely different movie agreed like if it had like an upbeat kind of like you know mysterious maybe but like because they chose them for it it made it this whole other thing that's a good point and i think that's what kind of is the main appeal and why they're so interesting when they do soundtracks is because they don't do movies specifically designed for their music and i think that's why it shines so having do having to do a horror movie you know, kind of changes what they're doing and kind of makes it more mysterious in some ways and kind of like maybe not as risky as the other ones. So I definitely enjoyed this one too, but I think you lose some of the edge to it because it's a horror movie because these guys typically don't do these kinds of movies. So what's what's the one before? Oh, like a stream it? Yeah. But not in a bad way. Not in a bad stream it. Like, mm-hmm. definitely give this a listen because it's really cool and there's a lot of good elements to it. But, like, I think their other work kind of is the epitome of their sound and kind of what they should kind of aim for when doing movies. It'd be interesting to see if they did, like, a legit, like, horror movie. Yeah, that, that would be like, interesting. Something like, like Suspiria, like Tom York did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then I think, too, like, I don't know. It'd just be weird to see. I think they're better at suspense thrillers, honestly. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. I, I think they also need scenes too that allow their music to shine through more. I think that's one of the reasons why Social Network works so well because there's moments where you know Mark Zuckerberg is walking through campus or in the girl with dragon tattoo, you get the winter background, or then they're on the computers, you know, doing research and all that kind of stuff. Those are the moments where I feel like their music really shines. But their music, when coupled with Again, not seeing the movie, but I would imagine like a point where Sandra Bullock is running with these kids from the monsters. Like the, you kind of almost are obligated to do the like dun, 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 kind of music that, yeah. that just kind of chugs along, unfortunately. But yeah, no, I still enjoyed it. 
Yeah. I, I always enjoy stuff that they do. And I it's really, hard to do soundtracks. It it is, but especially they, not they do the some movie, of the best today. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So Coolio. Um all right. Yeah, we should be back to album reviews on Tuesday. Yes. I finally. James Blake drops an album on Friday. Yes, he does. Yep. So we'll probably talk about that at some point. I know you wanted to do Toro Imoy. Yeah, Toro Imoy. We could do Maggie. Just my Rogers favorite too. sushi roll at Mikado. Uh <laughs> And then Maggie Rogers, I think, is another person we should cover as well. She's She seems to be getting a lot of buzz. And she, on her upcoming album, had a song produced by Rotstam from uh, mm. Vampire Weekend. And then there's a lot of interesting stuff that's coming up in the next couple of months. Cinematic Orchestra is back with an album in March as well. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of things to look out for, I feel like. And then there'll be plenty of surprises, of course, along the way. Oh, I forgot. Mike Kroll drops his album soon, so I want to talk about that one. Mike Kroll. Mike Kroll. Did right. you show me him? I think I did. Okay. He's very... Sometimes so, I can't even keep track anymore. Yeah, he's kind of like garage punk, very lo-fi, but he kind of used to do like really quick, no song is like under two minutes, kind of like J. Ray Tart a little bit mm-hmm. kind of style, but uh, this is his first album in quite some time, and it's a full-length album, so... All right. Interesting. Hey, I'm, we're all about discovering new music here, right? Yeah. I, although when you said his name, I first pictured Nick Kroll. <laughs> I was like, he he came out with an album. Yeah, you know the, the, the fearless album from Parks and Rec. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, fearless album can DJ. Like, who knows what Nick Kroll can do? Yeah, I mean, hey, all bets are off. If if Idris Elba is gonna put out a DJ set at Coachella, right? Mm-hmm. Like anything is possible now. So you need so. to watch Oh Hello on Broadway on Netflix actually why can't we stop talking about Netflix on this show it's a great special though oh yeah I'm I'm, I'm sure it is I there's too many I can't even keep up my Netflix list it just keeps on growing bigger and bigger and bigger Mm -hmm. so yeah I'm telling you though man we could have a hit show on there I agree we we, we totally could let's do it you know do our own uh, comedians in cars drinking coffee (laughs) oh my god I always, I always wondered, like, what if we became big enough? What's and... Jerry Seinfeld's like coffee order? Does he always get the same thing? No, no. He, he he might get like a cappuccino. He might just do regular coffee. Okay, but I don't think he does anything with like really like heavy, like or with a lot of milk. I okay. Think. So, but has, I could be wrong. About has someone that. ever ordered something where they're he's just like that looks gross? I think he made fun of Larry David for ordering herbal tea. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on. The show is called Comedians in Cars. Getting, getting coffee, coffee so. not herbal tea. Yeah, exactly. Larry David would do that, though. Yeah. I don't, I don't want a stomachache, man. I don't, I don't care. I'm like, <laughs> but Larry, it's called Comedians in Cars. Getting coffee. Not Comedians in Cars. Getting herbal tea. <laughs> I, I'm going to be up all night. <laughs> Jerry, if I if I drink this coffee, I'm going to be I'm going to be pooping on the toilet all night. And I'm going to. And I'm going to fall in the toilet because I don't put the seat up. <laughs> Just try a little sip. We can fake it. We'll do it in post. <laughs> you you would like that one a lot. You would really like that episode a lot. It was, it was, it was good. I actually enjoy that show quite a bit. Yeah. I really do. So again, Netflix. All right, <laughs> I I feel like we need to get off just because we're going to continue talking about Netflix if we don't. Yeah. But yes, next week we'll be back fully on board again with our regularly scheduled program. Yes, and also we're a quick little chat about No Name, who we are seeing tonight at the Beecham in Orlando. Cannot wait. 
Very, very, very excited for that. And if you happen to uh, be listening to this, well, I guess it'll drop before the show. You should be listening to us on your way to the No Name Show. Oh, man. I don't know if I'm going to have enough time to post it that quick, but all right. We'll see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, okay. So we'll we'll be seeing, uh, what's her name, next month? Uh, Nico Case. Nico Case next month. Come and say hello to us. Yeah. We're going, I'm, I know you and I are going to a lot of concerts, but yeah, yeah so we have No Name tonight, Nico Case on the 2nd. Uh, car seat headrest at the Beecham on twenty second of February, and then March twelfth, I'm seeing Kurt Vile. Sweet man. So if you see me there, say hello. Yeah. Come say hi. Buy me a coffee. Yeah. Well, well, by that point, do you really want coffee? I don't know. It's our thing, though. So. Right, yeah. All right. Decaf. Decaf. Yeah. Buy me okay, a decaf. Yeah. <laughs> do decaf. Go to the Beecham and tell the barkeep one decaf coffee, please. <laughs> they're gonna laugh straight in your face. Yeah, they're gonna dump. <laughs> bottom <laughs> shelf liquor in your face <laughs> can someone please just go to the beach and then ask for a decaf coffee and just see what they do <laughs> yeah i really want that to happen now please please somebody do that <laughs> we should do that tonight just see what happens <laughs> right into us that'd be great <laughs> oh and please re- keep on re- leaving reviews we've been loving getting them from you guys we love hearing from you heck yes keep it going especially on itunes because that seems to be where it's at mm. You know, the, the, the analytics say that's where most of our traffic comes through. Yeah, we only got, we have six ratings. We're three comments. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I want more. Yes, please. It only takes a second. Just go on iTunes. You already listened to us, so hit five stars. <laughs> five stars. <laughs> uh, good stuff, man. Hey, I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about the Blake next week. Oh, I, I love the Blake. I love the Blake. <laughs> Anyways, thank you all for listening very much. Yes. Just want to remind you, we are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We are on Google Music. And we have a website, which is g4dpodcast.com. All our links to our social media are on that, as well as every episode we've done for free. Hell you can download. Yeah. You can stream. Whatever your heart contents. Yes. Please keep on supporting us, and we'll keep on giving you the good stuff. That's right. Here on... G4D, a.k.a. Grounds for Discussion. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of G4D, Grounds for Discussion with Adam and John. Stay up to date on future episodes and all our caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4D podcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.